Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. To count the discounts, safe driver, paperless, automatic payments, multi-car, so many a penny. Saved is a penny earned, you learn. The money you saved, it builds like a wave of dollar bills. The thrills, scary movies give me chills. Discounts that help you save more for the things you want. From Progressive, visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hey everybody, Pat Buck here, and thank you for 10 weeks of great support with Conversation with the Big Guy. I don't think we thought it would be uh, that much of a, I don't want to say a hit, but people actually care and are listening. It's nice to know that. Thank you for your support. Happy Halloween, guys. And uh, because there's big things with this podcast, we want to be involved with uh, with pretty big companies. So what, I, what I'd like you guys to do, and I think it's a pretty great deal, and I'm really happy with them. Me and the big guy love this company. It's BlueApron.com. What it is, it's food basically delivered. All the ingredients delivered right to your home. You can cook it, cook it at home for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles or wild-caught Alaskan salmon or heirloin tomatoes. I never had that before today. Blue Apron is bringing you the best. They're flexible. They customize your recipes based on your preferences. Choose delivery options to fit your needs. There's no weekly commitment, so you only get deliveries when you want them. Each meal comes with step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients that can be prepped in 40 minutes or less. I like this. I'm lazy. I don't want to go to the store. I want good food. As I get older and older, I'm not settling for garbage, and Blue Apron is pretty solid. And here's a special deal. Check out this week's menu. And because you like this show, well, I hope you like this show, you get three free meals with free shipping just by going to blueapron.com slash big guy. You will love how good it feels. It tastes to uh, create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. So please don't wait. What do you have to lose? Three free meals with free shipping. Just go to the website. That's blueapron.com slash big guy. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Enjoy the show. Feed me more. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and I'm sitting here with the one, Pat Buck. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition. Thank you for listening. You can uh, rank, review, subscribe, do all that jazz on iTunes or on Audio Boom. Who we're now with? Yeah, who we're now with, our little little motherboard platform. Or you can just retweet about it, tell a friend, do whatever you got to do to help uh, help spread the word about this podcast. this little podcast that we do every week. You know, we appreciate you guys listening. And you could also check out WrestleProOnline.com because I'm a carny indie promoter in the Northeast area. As well as uh, if you want to be a wrestler, I can train you at CreatorProWrestling.com. You're one of the best wrestling trainers I've said from day one. That's, yes. You're a hell of a worker, but you, uh, it takes a special person to be able to teach somebody. So, well, thank you. Which you don't always see. You, you, there's a lot of WWE Hall of Famers and, and legends and you know, they don't partake that route because it's not necessarily an easy thing to, to have the patience for. And um, you've always been very good with that. I so. think there's an art to being a coach. Absolutely. I mean, I think the best, my two best coaches I ever had would be Rip Rogers and Dr. Tom. Yeah, who I know Dr. You were, Tom, I, I love Dr. Tom. Who, it's an absolute sin that he doesn't have a full-time coaching position in any company. Yeah, you know, which you ever. know he was in FCW there and in, in running developmental and... He was the guy that, for me, he just let me be me and have fun, and he didn't put restrictions on me, and uh, that helped me more than anything. And just his approach to training daily, and he knew when to to turn it on, have guys turn it on, and he knew when guys needed to have a you know a mental day, and like he knew how hard it was being in developmental, and 
going through that struggle, he he was able to re- relate to all the different talents exceptionally well, I felt. And, I th- and he was well-respected amongst... No, no one ever had a bad thing to say about him. No, and I think he also knew how to Unless juggle... The office. I, I think he also knew how to kind of juggle the, the politics, too, that came from his higher-ups. And that's yeah. what he was good at, too. He could relate to people. He was... Um, I wish I actually talked to him more. I, I, I love Dr. Tom. Completely we text, Dr. Tom I haven't texted him in a while since I've left WWE. <clears throat> and uh, I need to shoot him a message. He came backstage at one of the shows, actually. Um, I forget where if we were in Knoxville. or Probably. That's, I think that's, that's where it is. Yeah. And uh, I don't think like I don't think he, he ended up coming backstage that day. And you know how you can just tell us somebody is well-liked? He was in there. We were in the catering. And there's a group of like... 12, 15 guys, sure. of all the guys just standing around and like, we're just all in awe, just standing there, like, because it was surreal because we hadn't seen him in so long. And we were with him when we were just, you know, young and hungry trying to make it and just yeah. living week to week. And, and like, and all the other producers coming in and just everyone gravitated towards him. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, if that doesn't tell you right there how valuable he is, like, this guy gets it. And he's able to, and he's well liked in an industry where fucking people hate each other, and yeah. like, and he, and he, he produced some of the greatest talents out of FCW, and completely, and beforehand too. I mean, he was just, he was always in the game, and like knew how to, knew how to tell you, like he wouldn't bullshit you, he'd yeah. tell you straight up, absolutely, but in a way where it wasn't like, oh fuck, like I'm gonna go, you know, go shoot myself, exactly, yeah. He knew how to how to talk to people, and and he had compassion, and he was able to motivate you, and he was able to get the best out of each performer, and he knew what you brought to the table, and he played up to your strengths, and he stayed away from your weaknesses, but at the same time, he would help you address your weaknesses without you feeling bad about yourself. Yeah, and it's it's very unfortunate, and then hopefully one day, people pull their heads out of their asses and realize that he de- he he belongs. Sure, you know? I know he's got a couple overseas things coming up because I follow him on the old Twitter and. Uh... He's a good dude. I'll never, I'll never forget what he did to me at FCW at the one of the last tryouts I did, which is ironic because it was me and Tony Nese who did not get hired, and uh, now he's killing it on Raw, who's great cruiserweight. Yeah, um, is that the Trent Beretta look? Uh, yes, yeah, his old plasma. partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, Tom pulled me in the office because they only hired one guy. They hired Tyler Breeze yeah. from the tr- last tryout I went to which was like 2011, I okay. think, or 2010. And um, he goes, sit in the office, sit down here right now. Let's see what happens. He's like, don't say a word. He called the office on speakerphone. And he's like, can we please hire Pat Buck? I don't know why we're not hiring him. We have guys in the system that can't compare to him. Let's give him six months. Let's see what happens. And yeah. It was uh, it was Ty. It was Ty Bailey actually. Yeah. Friend. Who was like? Sorry. He's like, oh, I believe in him, but it's John, and John doesn't see anything, and maybe we can review stuff. And Tom Tom fought for me. Yeah. On speakerphone while I sat in the office because I was pissed off I didn't get hired. Which, by the way, who? How many people would actually go out no of their way to, to do that for you to show you? You know what I mean? And that, that was a very real moment, a real thing, and that, that is Dr. Tom right there in a nutshell. Fucking, I'll never forget that. There's, if you have a chance to do a seminar with him or to, to pick his brain, do it, because uh, it will be well worth your time. So we're here right now. We're here in Rahway, New Jersey, and uh, I think we're, we're approaching the, the, my favorite time of year. My favorite holiday is actually Halloween. Is it really? Yeah, completely. I've always a been big Thanksgiving, Mark. Really? I love food. I just, <laughs> I have fond memories of just eat, overeating and then just passing out and like, <laughs> and yeah. Eating again. Eating again and just eating and eating and eating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Christmas, but I feel like everyone likes Christmas, but Halloween, I, I just love. There's only so many fucking holidays, Pat. I mean. Yeah, it does a lot. Of, I mean, there's. We do have a lot. I mean, yeah. Um, I go between Halloween and St. Patrick's Day for my, for my, for my kin and my, my people. But uh, you're because uh, you are of Irish descent. I'm, correct? A, I'm a born ginger. I mean, would you reason- know your percentages or? Yeah, um, I'm like I never had that like blood work. You had that done. That I blood had work the thing. Uh, the what the ancestry dot com. Uh, <laughs> I went and had a DNA testing? my DNA testing where they send you a saliva test kit and uh, you do it and it costs like I think 130 150 bucks something like that and um, I never my mom had always like kind of explain you know my ethnicity but i i wanted to know like i if you can get a chance to get your percentages and just to say how accurate it is but it's more accurate than probably anything else you're going to (laughs) get and i found out that i was 70 percent english 
English. Uh, yeah. Seven, I'm, I'm, I'm of English descent. 70%. Fuck? I never knew that. Yeah. I am, All those UK, that UK tour coming up. The big guy's fucking one of you guys. We're going to. Oh, fucking shit. Yeah. 10% Irish and then uh, 7% Italian and 7%, I believe, Western European. Um, and then I think there's like 1% or 2% Jew in there. Really? <laughs> yeah. But, wow. uh, okay, I didn't know that. I, uh, it was good piece. My mom is adamant that that there is a percentage of Indian in us also, which I've heard ancestry somehow misses that. Okay, the Indi- poor Indians always getting oh, man. getting you know left out. But I didn't um, know about the. I mean, I'm I'm sev- I'm like seventy five percent Irish and like a quarter uh, quarter British, but um, yeah, that's uh, wow. I didn't know that with you. Yeah. Fuck. So it's uh, anyone over there in the UK? If you were booing the big guy before, shame on you. <laughs> fucking marks all right so uh what the fuck was i talking halloween about? halloween okay have you had many concussions bucking throughout your life i always <laughs> i notice as these shows go on that's a recurring theme what was i talking about yeah but the first episode i'm sharp as a whistle you're, y'all you're on you were on tonight second episode epi- fuck i play off of you on when you're sharp and i'm sharp it, like it just makes i told you i go that last one i go that that's i wish everyone could be that easy we're both like that was awesome and then we look at the wine bottles i'm like oh fuck i drank a bottle of wine you're about you know and you got your goddamn fucking wait I, is that my phone yeah uh, i think my, my wife is actually delivering a bottle of wine she's on her way right she's now. refueling i got i bought the king size bottle the big guy bottle tonight i thought you were bringing three bottles of wine over i i i when you said you got one i was like oh, i'll just bring one we'll have more than enough and then we're, we're i think we've learned we've run out of alcohol we every time we endless amount of of shit to get through this terrible podcast <laughs> <It's just laughs> therapy sessions where we're drinking and uh no we we're talking about halloween and uh, you know happy halloween to everyone this is airing on halloween i know happy halloween while you uh be safe out there kids because i think the 31st is on monday we release this on a monday so uh you might be going to work or you might be recovering from a halloween party but uh i was a fan of halloween do you remember any costumes you wore when you grew up yeah i was telling you before i like so i wasn't so like and it was always fun dressing up but i don't have like any fond memories of like (laughs) cool outfits for me it was i just would put me in something to go out there and get as much candy as possible. I, and I hustled out there. I, I would, my, were you uh, a fat kid or no? No, I was in shape. Okay. And like <laughs> third yeah. grade, you're in shape. <laughs> Wait, what? Third grade, yeah. ripped. I, oh, by the way, third grade, I have fond memories of wearing, I shouldn't say fond memories, but in kids dress differently back when we were younger till now, but sure. I used to wear the biker shorts, like, like, <laughs> Like Mondo McMichael style bug and biker shorts. One of my favorites. Legit. That was a staple of my outfit to school. And I look back and I go, what the fuck were my parents thinking letting me wear that out? But I was such a stubborn little fucking kid that I, my parents gave up and finally let me start dressing myself. Yeah. And that's what I chose. I was, a, I was working before I was ever a worker wearing those fucking Mondo McMichael shorts to school and. I was athletic as fuck. Chicago Bears jacket (laughs) and the John Lennon sunglasses. My plastic quarter machine ring out of the store. And fucking up every spot in the book. (laughs) One of my favorites is Mongo McMichael. I I wish I could wrestle him. He's on my bucket list of people, but I don't think he wrestles anymore. He was actually, I don't, during our Louisville days, when uh, me, Domino, Cody Rhodes, Timmy Baltimore, um, and there was there was fearless Jack Bull. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had like our crew of guys that would hang out and watch WWE classics on demand when they had that channel. Yeah, but that was also when I talked. Like, that was the period where weed was introduced to me. Like okay. I was never a drug guy or anything like that. And like, oh boy, at that point, like heavy. Like we would sit around and smoke shitty weed because this was before yeah. any of the testing or anything. And uh, it was like, but if if you look at, we were all hanging out to watch wrestling. Sure. Into, into study film. But for me, it actually was the beginning of my downfall developmental because I would sit there and get so high on the, off, off this weed that was because we would just keep going around and going around that I wouldn't be able to remember what I watched. And like, really? so I couldn't process, I couldn't it, process yeah. it and digest it. I would just become full blown, like just just out of it. And uh, which, you know, Domino and them have, have stories of me eating chipwiches and passing out I eating chipwiches. and because uh, I would like no junk, no junk. I was always so good with my diet, but then I would get that stuff in me and, and feed me more. It was in full effect. I couldn't eat enough. And Domino actually used to. He's a he's a weird character where we. Um, he always I 
he, I always got along with him really well, but he seems to always say shitty things. Yeah, for, he like, does. I don't know why. And I don't is. know why. I was like, dude, we were always friends. Yeah, like and got along and hung out and like never had bad moments. Like, why would you? Like, it's just weird. And uh, but everyone, you know, each his own. I wish him the best, and I always had a lot of fun with him. But you know, he's a, he's a punk guy, and we yeah, talked yeah. about that. So like, you think that I'm sure, and, which I've heard from many people that they that the people he associates with are kind of whatever he thinks that's the way it is yeah which I've never so it is what it is and but you know it was uh man it's some good memories back then of just having fun and uh trying to think anything halloween related to that to those stories but i remember we had a big halloween party in ovw once costume party that's right with uh i don't know what you win it's yours dr Jarrell. I went as Dr. Jarrell Silver to Al Snow's uh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, Snow's yeah. Halloween bash. Wow, I forgot all about this one, actually. I, I only remember about this I have a couple. me and Cody were reminiscing uh, last month when he was where we're at right now in Rahway. And uh, we talked about how, because I was supposed to go with him and Ryder to uh, their big like theme park guys. I was supposed to go yeah. with them to the Halloween Horror Nights thing, which were, were all theme park marks. And we mentioned uh, wrong with that. apparently the Cobra Kai, or he, he mentioned stealing your car and driving my, it block. My Nissan Titan I had at the time. <laughs> so Al Snow throws this, which looking back, if you look at like developmental Pretty today. Pretty wild and risky. Picture Tenzai. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, picture Matt Bloom throwing a big Halloween party for NXT and all the talent showing up to his house. Like it's, it wouldn't happen today. No, no, no. But back then it was a little more. It was you know, cool, relaxed. which like, made it work, too. Yeah, but those are the moments that, like, those are the cool moments that you'll you'll never forget. No. Of, like, coming up together and you bond with guys. And so Al Snow throws his Halloween party at his house, which was very generous of him to invite people yeah. to his, especially to in, invite 30, 40 fucking wrestlers over to his house, whatever it was at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I do remember that night. I remember that was like Rosa's first night. Yeah. And like she was just hammered yep. and uh, not in a good way. Nope. And uh, <laughs> which would become a, a common theme. Uh, and I love Rosa. I uh, do remember her going on and on about how much she loves wrestling. And I do remember Punk going, oh, yeah, who's the big boss man? Like, like, <laughs> like saying, really? Yeah. Like, I didn't know this. Do, who, do you know who? He, and she was like, I have. I have I have no idea. It was it, I. I do remember that. Yeah, it's pretty awkward. She was actually a couple times. She would watch WWE classics with us, um, and I. And I'm not going to go into details. Okay. Of uh, <laughs> she was just there, and uh, and uh, it was always a good time. I, I, I I've always gotten along with her very well, and whatnot. She's you know a mother now, as a oh. child, and so the. Um, but that but you don't how, remember any costumes you were as a kid. Anything? I told I was telling you before it was like dude I remember Garfield every year. And like a, a Bugs Garfield Bunny. what kind of costume is that like the, the generic ones you buy at the, the store. store really and like because I didn't care my and my mom my sister I felt like always just, put working I just wanted candy put wow. me in whatever I'm just gonna keep walking the streets all night long and, and I I would take pillowcases I would take a pillowcase and put it in another pillowcase fill up one pillowcase, pull the other one out and carry two bags around. Like, so this is work for you. Yeah. Like, it was, fuck it, it, I don't it care. was candy for the rest of the year for me in which my goddamn fucking dad would always eat my Snickers, which pissed me off. Uh, he's a good guy. So I didn't mind. Fuck. Like, dude, I, I remember I, I was Superman for like three years. I remember I was like, I was Batman one year. I remember one, one time my, my mom made me a Batman costume from scratch. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And that remember, is awesome. And I remember I went to the court and she was, I went trick-or-treating, but my mom was with me because I was probably, like, in second grade. And I remember there was, like, older kids on the corner, and they were... Did you guys have bombing in Vegas? You know what that was? I remember there was a... Some, so, refresh my memory on this. So, there, older kids, apparently, they thought it was too, too cool to go trick-or-treating. Yeah. So, they would have, like, shaving cream and eggs and yeah. just walk around and, like, you know, do it to each other, do it to other people. And, like, there was people bombing. And I was... <laughs> there were always news alerts, I remember, during that period for when I was younger. So, yeah. I was dressed as Batman, and I'm, I'm in second <laughs> Wait, grade. No. And I'm with my mom, so I actually think I'm fucking Batman. Yeah. And there's people bombing and doing shaving cream on, like... To the fire hydrant and stuff. Wait, you're watching this go on? I'm watching this go on with my mother, 
behind me. Oh, my God. And I spread my wings like Batman. Oh, no. To look at these pe- people who are bombing. And the kids looked at me. And they're probably in high school or, like, freshman Oh, yeah. School, and, like, oh, it's Batman. We better run. And, like. And in your mind right now, do you feel like you're doing something like you were? When I was there, I was, like, oh, shit. They're scared of me. I'm fucking Batman. I look like a badass. Yeah. But I realized looking back, they were just, like, oh, look at this cute fucking retard. <laughs> this fucking <laughs> mom's bat suit. Like, oh, let's just humor him because he thinks he's cool. Dude. Uh, so, wait, they didn't do any. They, did they stop? No, they, they played along with it. Like, oh, we better run. So, it worked. Man. It worked. I, I got them off the street. Holy corner. shit. I saved that fire. I was worried that you're going to, like, something bad was oh, like, going to come. Like, they're going to beat the shit yeah, out of Yeah, like, in front of your mother. Like, just what a fucking horrible memory. <laughs> they just beat the shit out of me and my mom. <laughs> like, would... <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was fine. Kids are. I, I don't even want to get into, like, I. Kids on social media today with everything. They, like, no, they're all pieces of shit. It's just horrible. It's like, and that comes from parenting too, and, and educating your kids, and like, don't be a piece of shit. No, you know. But it's just, we're not going to go off on. I think that, my right? wife's here at the door with some wine. Hold on a second. You hit the pause button. Nope. Hey guys, while we take a little break and get the old wine refill, what goes better with wine than food, and what? better place to get your food from than blueapron.com blue apron they achieved this by supporting a more sustainable food system setting the highest standards for ingredients and building a community of home chefs what it is you basically go to the website you pick out what your taste preference is and you have food on the way coming to you their beef their chicken their pork comes from responsibly raised animals they believe in regenerative farming practices they're used for their produce. And uh, it says uh, the, the positive impacts on cooking together with families. Cooking together builds strong family bonds. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. So basically what I'm trying to say is maybe if I cooked with my dad, he would love me. You got to try Blue Apron. One of my favorite meals with them is the pan-seared chicken with roasted fall vegetables with a butter caper sauce. What I strongly recommend is signing up for less than $10 a meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Whether it's Japanese Japanese ramen noodles, you idiots, uh, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom, I can't say this word. What is heirloom? Heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. So what you need to do is check out this week's menu. And for your first time, look, we're giving you three free meals. Just help us out. Go to the website, free shipping, blueapron.com backslash big guy, because we need the credit. We need your love and support. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredibly home-cooked meals, incredibly good home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. Please don't wait. Again, blueapron.com slash big guy. Three free meals with shipping. Okay, Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Enjoy the rest of the show. That was my wife with another fresh bottle of uh, Cabernet. I kept us busy while you were gone. Dude, I felt really bad. She has to wake up at 5 in the morning. It's it's 10 o'clock now, but eh. That's not too bad. I mean, still. It's true love. That is. That um, is, how's the marriage going, by the way? Uh, the ring's still on the, the old finger, except that... Uh, everything I, going well? Yeah, yeah, everything's fine. I, I, I strongly recommend... I'm um, looking for love at this point in my life. I've, and I, you can't force it. I was like, it, it will happen, but like, I'm very selective, and like, it has to be the right person. I, I eventually just, want to have kids and have a family, and like, yeah, this is the time to do it. Like, I'm 34. I just want you to find... A non-stripper or a non-like... Uh, I mean, the, the, so here's the problem. I'm in Vegas. Yes. There's a lot of strippers in Las Vegas. And, and there's a lot of beautiful women. But uh, obviously, in my views on marriage and whatnot, it's just... the It's much more than looks when you meet somebody. But I feel looks I, are very... I bet you the looks are very good out in Vegas. Like the girl yeah, quality. I can't tell you how many dates I've gone on where I regret it instantly. Cause I could tell right away that I, there's nothing past the looks. Really? Yeah. And it's, but I'm, that's something when on the road with WWE <laughs> where I was like, I was much more selective on like my day off. Like, like, well, fuck, I got to get all this stuff done. I don't have time to go on a date. So where it was a lot harder to like meet people. Um, but 
where now I have a little, like, I can, like, get stuff done and, like, plan ahead because I'm home. Mm-hmm. And where I've gone on these dates and, like, I'm putting myself out there and, and take, setting aside a couple hours here and there and just realizing, like, Jesus Christ, like, it's not easy meeting, you know, somebody that you – obviously, and marriage is a huge commitment and that's not something – Yeah. But, like, just meeting somebody that's, like, mentally – you can associate with and, and, and bounce conversation off of and because it looks only goes so far and I've learned that the hard way. How many, how many dates have you been on where you're like, oh shit, like like the first couple sentences you're like, ah, this isn't good. Oh, I get it. All the time. I can tell like as soon as I meet them I, and I'm just like, God damn it, big guy. And like it's, but I, I go, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to follow through and, uh, in, it's just you got it. You got it. You got to put yourself out there, and you got to just keep plugging away. And you know, um, I remember one. I don't know if you remember this. The girl was not very bright, and you were giving me play. I, I, I was going to talk about this myself. Where you're like, this is from the, Michigan. This is the dumbest girl, dumbest fucking woman I have ever, ever, I think ever. I think it's worth talking about. Ever came across in my life. Okay, she was from. Outside the outskirts of Detroit, she came to Vegas, and she messaged me. Why was she there? Uh, just on vacation with her family, I think. Really? Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful blonde girl who had, a, I guess, a pretty good job back in whatever parts she lived in. Okay. And she was thinking of relocating to Vegas. And uh, we'd only talked at that point and, uh, and never noticed anything too out of the ordinary about her. Okay. And I uh, invited her over uh, to the Casa de Big Guy uh, <laughs> one night. And the moment, I, I knew before she even got there that it was a mistake. And I couldn't put the kibosh on it because she she was having, I, she had no car. She like took a cab. Yeah. Which is like, it was like 90 bucks to my place. Where I lived like 30 Christ. minutes outside of the strip and everything. Did you pay for it or did she pay for it? She paid she paid for the for the ride out there. Okay. So um she's <laughs> she's there. You paid double for And the ride I can't back. remember everything, but I just I, I instantly remember it's like she's either heavily pilled up and drunk or she's just not bright. And like there was a moment when we were outside and I have I have the nice backyard and mm. they, at that point they didn't have the houses behind me yet. It was just all desert, but they were starting the construction on like the streets. Okay. And they had the light poles up. And she goes, what are those? And I said, <laughs> I go, what is what? She goes, those things. Like, what are those things out there? And I go, the light poles? She goes, yeah. Uh. And I, I go, fuck. <laughs> so this is the level that I'm dealing with. She didn't know what light poles were, supposedly. And I don't know what planet she is from. Uh, and then it resulted in her taking off all her clothes and jumping in my pool. Um, okay, but on a hotness, one to ten, how? Because I, I kept, I think when you're telling me this, I, oh, an eight, really? Eight. I kept thinking like, I don't know if you watched Family Guy, beautiful, like, and, and like body, probably like nine. I kept thinking of Jillian from Family Guy, where there's Brian, who's yeah. a very smart dog, and his girlfriend is hot as balls, yeah, but she's the biggest fucking idiot in the world, yeah. And I kept thinking of that. I'm like, how hot? There were is this there were girl? so many things that happened throughout the night, and I couldn't, uh, and. I didn't know. I think we were, and I was having some drinks, so like I wasn't able to like drive her back yeah. or anything. I would never do that. And so she jumps into my pool and takes her clothes off, which normally I would be thrilled about. And I just remember like I wanted nothing but to just have her leave, <laughs> and I just wanted to go to bed. And it was I, reg- I was so upset with the entire situation. And and I look, and I go, "What's that floating in my pool?" It was her <laughs> tampon had come out and it was floating in my pool and I go, Jesus Christ. I go, get get the fuck out of there. (laughs) In which she then, I I don't, she had to have been on some sort of drugs or something because there's no way any person is like this. She like starts like getting overly dramatic and like falls on like my couch naked. And like, and I remember like I had, like I go, I'm gonna call you a cab back, okay? Yeah. And like I just, I was like, this is bad. I don't want her. I found oh her phone. She went to the bathroom at one point during all the night, mm-hmm. and like she left her phone out. And I saw she had her phone out the whole time when we like I was doing stuff. And, sure. 
and like she was taking pictures of my house uh, and like but like weird pictures of everything okay and i was like this is this isn't normal mm-hmm. this was i was just like i i gotta you know be careful about this and uh she i, I deleted all the pictures off her phone while she's in the bathroom <laughs> and she goes have you seen my phone and i had it in my pocket i go yeah. no i haven't seen it and like i go i think you left it in the bathroom she went in the bathroom and i just put it back out on the counter oh my and God. i go oh here it is she goes oh like can't make this up it's fucking awesome but i uh i eventually called a cab and uh i had to pay the cab driver 90 bucks in which i told like she I, I forget what it was like Tropicana or something yeah. and she told me that and I told the cab driver she's at the Tropicana take her there I don't care what she says mm-hmm. the Tropicana her family's there she needs to get back to this room she flies out the next day please get her there she's the cab driver calls me three times on the way back she's saying to take her to like the MGM and like oh my I go God. she's at the Tropicana I told you to take it like and I don't know Hopefully she might be dead now. You don't know. No, she sent me a couple messages after, and okay. I, I like just ignored them. But it was it was a it was a horrible experience, and and nothing has ever been that bad. That that was just the one, and uh, but you know, you don't know unless you try. I guess no. But uh, fuck, happy Halloween. I think we we're going to talk about. Uh, I don't know what else we're going. Oh Jesus Christ! No, we have the Bowen Duke bash. <laughs> Drop. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we. Uh, that was the entire point of the Halloween episode. We were trying to segue, but we had. We, do we have? Do we say that we had requests for this show to talk about certain things, or no? On what now? I mean, the, the, the oh yeah, well, no, we uh, with oh, Trent. That, Trent yes. is is big on the GHB story. That's that's separate from. Yeah, that, it says entirely separately. I'm gonna. I'm saving that one. Where are we at with the show? Because the bo- six minutes. We have plenty of time. We have plenty of time. I'm going to get to a couple questions here first before okay. we go into the Bowen Duke bash because that's an entire. Yeah, it was a good time. With Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas in developmental. Uh, I don't remember Bo. Yeah, obviously he was there. I just yeah. don't, I don't remember. The, the Bo and he was Bo. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, the sure. Bo and Duke Bash was the name of the Halloween party. Okay. But let's get to a couple questions here. Sure. from uh, Because that is uh, something I have that we have the email for. <laughs> Hello, Ryback. My name is Peter and trying to put weight on and build up my muscles and eating the correct food and weight training every day. But in getting the muscles, but not keeping the weight. Any ideas? Uh, don't be overly concerned with weight. Uh, it's really hard sometimes not to step on the scale. Uh, space it out, though. Wait every week or two to, to, do your, to do your weighing, if not cutting it all together. I always say going by the mirror, <coughs> excuse me, is uh, the best way to tell your physique uh, and, the, and the improvements that you're making. The scale can't always give you an accurate idea. Um, if you're trying to gain weight and say the numbers are going up every week, but you're putting on a lot of body fat, yeah, the scale is going to be going up, but you visually might be looking a lot worse. So, you know, obviously if you're trying to, to get bigger, you want to, you want those gains to be as lean as possible, which can be done. You're never going to be as lean as in if, if you're cutting, but you need to keep quality calories in there. And, and you hear people all the time talk about like when they bulk and they eat fast food and everybody, unless you are an ectomorph where your metabolism is super, like just beyond fast, where you have to eat all these calories, most people kind of fall in between somewhere. You want to you wanna try to keep your calories as clean as possible and just eat as much food as possible, but a weight gainer will do you a lot of good. And, and I'm developing right now the weight gainer for Feed Me More Nutrition, and hopefully that will be out in the beginning of the year. Um, it's not going to be out with the first three items, um, but you need to something with complex carbohydrates, very little to no fats, and high proteins. And I think adding that to your diet, two or three shakes a day, uh, or one, even one for that matter, uh, will help you tremendously. Um, so I wish you the best with that. Good luck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryback, first off, love what you're doing uh, and huge fan of yours. My question is, what has been the biggest challenge of yours while working with WWE? And since you have left, thank you for your consideration, considering my question. Sincerely, Greg Thorpe II. Hashtag feed me more. Thank you for your question, Greg. Uh, what would you say, Pat, has been my... I wasn't listening to that. Okay. <laughs> this is like it? the boxes where you don't listen to the... <laughs> you have this on 3X right now as we're talking. Uh, it was, the question was, what has been your biggest challenge of yours uh, while working with WWE and since you have left? <laughs> since, since you left? Yeah. I don't know. I, honestly, has there been many no, challenges? No, it's, been, really. it's, it's been, been phenomenal. Kind of it's, um, Fighting Bellator for more money? <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks for throwing that out there. Uh, the so for me, I and this is actually it's a great question. Uh, the biggest challenge while there was was working there, giving them everything I had, knowing that I wasn't getting getting the same in return, and it was uh, hard living that life day in and day out, knowing I was working for somebody that knew what they had and in but just chose not to use it till its full capacity. And um, internally, that was a struggle with myself. And I became very, very unhappy because I had this contract and, and I wanted to, to fulfill it as long as I possibly could. Um, but eventually it got to a point where I had to leave and uh, to get out at a certain point. And, um, and that was an easy decision the, mo- the day that that came in St. Louis. Uh, the biggest challenge since leaving there is actually having to to reel myself in and focus. I've got my hands in so many different things. Yeah. I've told you this. You got a lot of plates spinning. I, I've been so excited to do so many things for so long that I now have the opportunity to do. And I've, I feel like I got to... I got to pace myself on how much I'm doing because I've, I've, I've become involved in a lot of things. And um, so for me, it's, with a full time wrestling schedule, pretty yeah, much on the week and, and which requires daily, you know, weight training and conditioning to stay in shape to be because I'm not wrestling five nights a week now or four nights a week. So I got to make sure I'm doing the boxing and now I'm adding in the Muay Thai and the Jiu Jitsu to stay in top shape. That's my wrestling training essentially. Doing media and then travel day. And I tell you like and we're doing media stuff and like I love that's why I told you like and we talked about there's not a lot of guys I guess that do media stuff. No. I mean from my experience I've been promoting for almost five years now and to get people on radio shows or just do pr- local promotion like that doesn't it doesn't happen and i asked you they i go care. every show that i'm on i want to do radio promotion at least yeah for these shows like i don't care when it is and because i understand from working with wwe that is how they do their business and you do phoners and you do these local radio things and they have local radio advertisements which we don't have sure so i could put my social media stuff up that's good but it doesn't do a lot but look what happened today when you went to the uh, went to my gym. The guy at the front desk. What did he say to you? Oh, I heard you yesterday. The busted on the radio. open the busted open radio podcast on Sirius, and and he goes, oh, I, would you know? He listened to it and he really liked it, and and that was you know, thank you for getting me that because it helps. Like I told, like any little thing we could do to promote and to just to make because if people don't know, they can't come. Yeah, and it just it's repetitions and and and, and outside of WWE, it's incredibly incredibly tough to be a promoter. It's so yeah. fucking hard without that a TV exposure that build that built in brand name. I mean, TNA has national exposure when they they when they would run in this area, I would outdraw them, which is crazy to say that, but like. It, it goes to, you know, doing these radio gigs, doing these local promotions. If you can get five, ten more people there. That's part of the job, though. That And people don't, it's, and I told you, like, it, when I go to these shows, and it, I don't care if it's a small building or not, I want it to be, I, like, I want it to be filled as much as possible. Yeah. <clears throat> Everybody, because that's just doing good business. And if I could wrestle in front of 500 people rather than 200 people, I want to wrestle in front of 500 people. Which is this weekend. And everybody there would rather wrestle in front of 500 people. So if I can help promote the cause and raise awareness to the event, then I will because I've been used to doing that for so long. It's just you've done a great job at getting these in wherever we're at for that local thing. And and we've had good turnouts at everything so far. So, And you're not always, not to say it's always going to work, but it's, you know, Whatever town that we're in, I have no problem doing you know local promotion and, and just raising awareness. Sure. Want to do one more question here? Let's do one more. We've had some good questions here from. Uh, yeah, so far I, I want a shitty one. I really <laughs> I want a bad one. Ah, this is a good one. Uh, I I like this is uh from Mooch Mooch. I met her picture of me and her from my first uh, appearance, where my face is a little thinner. Doesn't look too bad. <laughs> Very pretty girl. I'm really shy, so this is very hard for me, and I'm nervous as hell to send you a message. But here we go, LOL. I just wanted to say I've been a fan of yours for a while, and I've had the pleasure of meeting you at the Rumble in Rockland. I almost didn't meet you because of how shy I am, but I'm really (laughs) glad I did. I really just wanted to say thanks. You are so nice. I was actually shocked because I've met a lot of wrestlers that are just downright rude. So I never know what to expect. So thanks. Hmm. Mooch Mooch, thank you. I think, if anything, uh, you've learned a very valuable lesson that 
You just got to go for it sometimes in life and just commit. What's the fucking question? There was no question on that. She just wanted to write to me. Okay. She was just, this is just a loyal fan. And uh, she sent me a very nice picture of the two of us that I will post um, this week on social media of the of the podcast. And uh, it was a pleasure meeting you. And I'm sorry if you've had bad experiences with anybody, but I always try to tell people. Um, are we okay? Yeah, let me test this out. Real okay, no, I, I thought it wasn't record. Sometimes the levels in the old machine like don't go up. I and feel down. like you've had too much to drink, Buck. No, I, I was, need you for at least two more episodes tonight. <laughs> no, I, I was talking. Okay, it's reading it. I was like, oh fuck, my microphone's not turned on. That happened before in the past. Are, but, are you doing drugs? Are we good? All right, I'm, I'm all alive. Right. Mooch, 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 mooch. What's up, baby? <laughs> <laughs> you completely threw me off. Uh, no, but she was saying with some of the wrestlers being rude. Um, most wrestlers are all great people, and you most have to, of them are. Yeah, you have to remember, um, especially when you're working for WWE and and you're constantly on the go, and and everywhere you go, people usually stop you for the most part, and like, sure. and you're on a limited time schedule sometimes, and and guys are asked a lot up there, and and when you're running, you know, you're running on red up there, you're running on empty a lot of days, and you're redlining, and it's you're gonna catch guys sometimes when they just want to just just get back to their rooms and go to bed yeah. and like, and so, and not to say that that's ever an excuse to ever treat anyone badly. And, and, and I don't think anyone ever would ever go out of their way to like be bad. But sometimes even I've, I've seen fans when I'm dead tired and just, I say, no, thank you sure. to eBay people at airports. And then they reply back with fuck you and Goldberg and like just all the this, this shitty and like, and you say, <laughs> no, thank you. And you just don't say anything. You know, I've heard legendary stories about Lex Luger. During, really? During the one of my favorite wrestlers of all time is Lex I love Luger, Lex. but just during Write his book too. Just during the All American era, not not just that the shitty, Lex Express deal. Oh yes, really? I, I've heard of things of him and like getting trapped in elevators and fans asking like Lex can I get an autograph and him just like looking up and like <sighs> just like so annoyed and angry. Where did you hear this from? I've heard this from people before, and I'm so fascinated with Lex Luger. Being so angry at the world and shitty to fans during that period, it's one of my favorite. Because like he favorite. was like that John Cena babyface character at that point, which is like... which, But not nearly as over at all. In my mind. In your mind. I loved him as a kid during that. I thought that was like... Do you remember when Backlund got him in the, the crossface chicken wing when Backlund was getting hot again? <laughs> I don't that, know if he's getting hot again, but that just, I think though they were building him up for Bret Hart again. I okay. think, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember I was like, "There's no way, no way!" And, like it was, I was destroyed because I think he was one of the guys to use to get Backlund over okay. to go to Bret. Like, yeah. and it was just like ah, but I, I of course, Ryback loved fucking Lex Luger. Nice, of course, every kid loved Lex Luger. Uh, hey, maybe, maybe. I never hated period, how could you not? Yeah, how, I don't know. I don't know. I've heard different stories on you know from from a worker standpoint, whatnot. But I don't know. It's so we got more questions. Or we, this was the Halloween episode. And we're I gonna, think we should transition now into the Bow and Duke bash. Yeah, we were, we were talking about this other day. We're like, oh fuck, remember that Halloween party? And because uh, I remember at uh, Bow and Duke, <laughs> Duke is Bray Wyatt, by the way. Sure. Who at that point. Though, remember he did the tag team with Vic? I don't know. No. Do you know who I'm talking about? I kind of... He was like... The, black dude, right? Yeah. Yes. He was like the Bobby... Like a smaller Bobby Lashley. Okay. Um, who was always very nice, but they did like a detective gimmick. Really? Yeah. It was like... A, it was like FCW TV and uh, it was before Bo and Duke became a tag team. Okay. It was... I forget the name of the... It was with Bray, though, and this guy. And uh, it was bad. And, and and Bray was awesome. He just kind of came in there and like you could just tell this guy was going to be a star. Like okay. he, just his promos and there was just something him him and Bo both like you could just see like you could tell they came from as Duke as that. Yeah. Okay. Even just cutting promos as that they were light years ahead of of an outside guy that you brought in there. Sure. And and once they figured out and learned the ropes and like they picked it up so quickly and. He was. They were both always very agile, and Bray's a big guy. Yeah, and like he's he can move like move like a cat out there. And, yeah, um, but they they threw their <laughs> they had a house they were renting out, 
Um, and like most of us lived in apartments and everything. And That's right. They had a nice little house. West Gandy. Yeah. And uh, was it West Chase? Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember the name know. either. But they, it was Camden something. Oh, Camden Bayside. Camden Bayside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I forgot all about Hogan grew up across the street, by the way, over there. Okay. That was his childhood house. Uh, I drove by it a couple times. Really? It was literally right across the street. Holy fuck. Yeah. Wow. That he grew up in. It's crazy. What a small world, right? I just remember living there and then like the nicer complex, I think where like Otunga lived. It was like super like rich. It was like yeah. up the street. We're like, ah. That beautiful view, like on the <laughs> yeah. by the water and we were like just down the road. We were like next to like drug addicts. We like, had a little Heath fucking. Heath Slater lived above us. Like. We had a little pond. <laughs> yeah, we, Heath Slater and, and Brett DiBiase, who I always found little fucking BBs downstairs because they would shoot their fucking BB guns. Really? Yeah. Who knows? I'll never forget. I saw Heath. I love Heath. I remember. Okay. What, what are you going to say? I remember one day at our apartment, I was so hungover. It was, uh, and I opened the door to throw the trash out. And demolition smash. He's just, just standing there smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, Dakota Darso, his son lived with, yes, with Heath with for a Heath. while. Yeah. So I was like, early in the morning. It was like, it was probably like eight in the morning. I'm like, uh, the trash was like smelling bad. I'm like, let me throw this out. And I open it up and it's just, and I, I'm pretty sure he was shirtless. Yeah. Just smoke. makes sense. And I'm like, it's fucking smash. Shirtless smoking a cigarette. Yeah. And that's how I, I'm like. Oh hey, how's it going? And like we talked for a couple of minutes, and that was it. But uh, it's funny looking back <laughs> and like the memories you have of like it's it's crazy. And uh, like my first, just because it relates to this, my first memory of anything developmental moving to Louisville was doing my laundry with Gangrel. That was really? My, yeah, because I lived in the suburban in a hotel for. The I stayed there month. before suburban Actually, lodge. Yeah, they, really? I went to uh, OVW for a couple of weeks before Deep South was open. They put me wow. there. And I remember, like, uh, it was after Tough Enough, and uh, I trained with, like, Lance Storm for a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. You might have been there. Maybe. Uh, because 2005 Lance, or no? I always remember Bill always told me, uh, D'Amato always told me that Lance buried me in his reports, and which is, actually makes sense because he is, I've, I've met him in person yeah. a few times, and he's always been nice at the shows, mm -hmm. but he's gone on, like, social media, and he's like, We'll always take shots. I've noticed, like during the, uh, there was something actually that, sound, that sounds like Lance. But they were, and I never understood. There was, I remember one particular thing where I, I don't know if I muted him or blocked him, just because I was like, I don't need to be seeing this. Mm -hmm. And he, it was selling a spot with me and Seamus where it was Seamus's idea too, and to drop him like a face bump on the table, like we're completely okay. safe, and it was like a press thing, and like, and I remember he like just said something really negative about me like not taking care of my opponent on that and i'm like we did exactly what we talked about and walked through before okay. on that and he was 100 percent fine and i was just like but people a guy like that has a little bit of a following so when he says He's something also negative, a very intelligent man and like yeah and I would and think like, that he would know. I mean, I've, I've used Lance. I've talked. I'm friends yeah. with Lance. He's like, always been nice when I met him in person. But like on social media, it's a different thing. I'm like. The opinions. Jesus Christ. Like why you don't know. You're not there. Don't fucking open your mouth about something you don't know about. Sure. I would never like, God damn it. So I was like, I'm done. I don't need to hear anything else he has to say. So totally understandable. But this Bowen Duke bash. Okay. So, right. so the whole only, the whole rule to it. Uh, this is funny, actually. We're talking I, about how I'm like, fuck. We haven't been. You threw me under the bus the other night with the Cena comment on this. I didn't throw it. Well, yeah, I threw um, myself under the bus with this, but fuck. There was a Halloween party in, in developmental, and the whole rule was you got to come as a you had to go. Dre Bray and and, and Bo. It's a great rule. They're they're big on having a good time, and uh, they knew that if you're going to come to this, you need to be dressed up, and. I I told you I'm not big on dressing like you were you, so this all ties into like my childhood like I'm just I just want to go have a good time and I don't give a shit about dressing up but at the same time you're you're a loner and like while we would go out a lot a lot of times you would do your own thing yeah or you'd stay home you had something else going on yeah I remember what, and I would always kind of hang out in that like Kurt Hawkins Tyson Kidd kind of group yeah except one night when Hawkins opened the door and caught a <laughs> caught you eating oh a my, girl's box oh my god. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you brought that on the air. Tracy from Tampa. Oh, wow. So that happened. Uh, 
I guess we're going to go into that spinoff. I just, I just remember like a lot of times. I, that- by the way, I lock my door all the time. <laughs> and on that, you were living with me, right? Yeah. And I, but for whatever reason, uh, this beautiful, beautiful woman in Tampa, um, <laughs> whom I had back at my apartment, we were partaking in some activities on the living room couch. Okay. And I just hear, hey, Skippy, you want some Jimmy John's? <laughs> Because I was doing the Skip Sheffield gimmick right then, and I he opens the door and we just made eye contact as I'm performing yes services big guy activities yes and I go no thank you and he just okay shuts the door and then I went back um, wow that happened <laughs> I can't so I don't know if it was that, it wasn't that night then again because I guess because there were a lot of times you didn't come out with us and like. She's so married I'm, now, I think. I believe. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Well, I think. I remember. I uh, so. so I went as Honky Tonk Man. I had my jumpsuit. I had my, uh, you know, cool cocky bad outfit on to be Honky Tonk Man. Everyone went as their own um, persona. Uh, I just being, I'm like, I don't, I never got into like, and I was at that point, like, I never, as I got older, I dressing up or anything like that. And to this day, I haven't gone to like a Halloween party or like, it's funny you say that. And why do you say that? Because today I legit I'm going to a Halloween party and I ordered me and my wife's Halloween costume. Really? I swear to God, I love it. I think it's great. I'm, I'm at a point now where I I want like. And by the way, I just looked at my travel this year. I get in Halloween night at like in England. I'm I'm coming. I'm flying home that night. Oh. I get in Halloween night. Like I won't get home until nine something that night. Uh, so enough time. It, it, but I can also I'll be, I'll be over there. So possibly shit going on. Yeah. Do they celebrate Halloween over there? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, of course. They should, I think. Uh, so, so, but I'm, I'm more open to the idea, but like, I just assumed I could just go to the Bowen Duke Bash as my, like, just, like the, the OVW thing. I was, I didn't want to go get a costume and everyone said, oh, you got to get a costume. So I went as Dr. Jarrell Silvers mm. because that was the only thing I felt like that was my alter ego. Sure. It wasn't that my was wrestling fine. character. So, but it was a character I was trying to do on TV. And, um, but that was the whole mindset behind it. I was like, I don't want to fucking dress up. And Bo and Duke were so adamant about, no, you got to dress up. You can't yeah. come over. And which I probably could have. But what I would have been. were they? I don't remember. <clears throat> I don't know. There's pictures of all of us online on all of this. Like, remember, uh, we'll post that photo up this week. Of like, the, I remember Seamus was like Moondog. Yeah. I remember like EC3 was like. Uh, you talked about Big E also was won chi- major points that night. EC3 was China and his wife was uh, X-Pac. Did I ever tell you? X-Pac? That's great. That was a good one. The tough enough when I got, I got cut the episode. We went shopping at a uh, like erotic boutique store that day <laughs> before the show. Um, because they told us we had to get like outfits to dress up as like different characters for okay. whatever, and so this never made it. Luckily, and and God bless her soul. And I bought an outfit to be Rhina, uh, oh, throw no. off of China. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, and I. <laughs> this is insane. Bailey J. No, no, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but like it was. We all had to dress up as women was okay. what it was. It was to embarrass us. I think so, I remember seeing Miz doing some yeah, of this, right? So I and all of them did, Pewter and all the guys, but I got cut earlier the week before. Like uh, okay. so I got out of it and I didn't have to do it. But I had an outfit to be Rhina because I thought that would at least be kind of clever yeah, way yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. dressing and kind of sure, fitting, sure, sure. you know, without saying too much and um living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> but uh So what was I saying? I'm pulling you now. I don't remember where I was going with that. Halloween, your Rhina. Oh, I was just telling the thing, but I, I was, we we're leading into the Big E, oh, one major point. I, I do so. remember, like, um, I feel like Big E was new and developmental, and like, to a lot of guys, or at least to me, at least, my God, like, oh, Big probably- E was new with Thaddeus, Etor, and Richard. Yes. Wasn't there, Luke Gallows created a song. <laughs> I don't do remember. Do you remember? Because no. Thaddeus, Etor, uh, and Richard were the three new guys that got down there like around the same time. Okay. So Gallows was down there working on the new, he was like that face gimmick. He, um, this is when he was off the road as, as, as Jesse and Festus, I believe. Okay. And he was going to kind of come up with the creepy, like he had that mat. He had like this expensive ass mask. Yeah. Made. Okay. I was with him for that. And he was like trying out some things down there to get, to re- get repackaged. And it's for, before straight edge society. Yeah. So. yeah. 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 And like, uh, and he he's he's such a character, and we've sure he's just holy fuck. I just remembered a 
side story of you guys fucking fist fighting and little. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a different one. We got to we'll yeah. tie into that. But he created the Thaddeus E. Torre and Richard. It was like a theme song <laughs> with words of like these three new guys that came into developmental. But like Biggie, Biggie, like you assumed bodybuilder type. Yeah. Like, uh, probably, we had big guy heat right away. Big like, guy we, heat. Yeah. I remember one time saying, and I down, make that up, and I joke about that, but like I. We didn't have heat, but it's just you have to have big guy heat. With I remember like looking at him like, holy, I've never seen someone eat a chicken breast in two bites. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But then uh, he is he a monster. Showed, he showed up to the to the, the party as Kamala. And yeah. I felt like his brother credentials just went up through the roof. Like yep. it was like, OK, this guy, <laughs> this, this guy is awesome. No, like, he yeah, he is, which a he is. Of the one, product one of my favorite wrestlers. He's one of the best people you will ever meet, too. And like uh, I always told him, I, I and I've sent a few messages out because I don't, I've didn't want to. I talked about this. I was like yeah. sending messages to some of the guys and would like to send it to everybody I worked with, but don't want to, you know, overdo it. But like you know, he was one of the ones I sent it to. Like just thank you. He was always uh, working with him, very easy. Like yeah. he would do what, whatever was best for the match, and it was it was always. Um, I always felt I reciprocated that with him. And when he had the IC title, I worked him a bit on like live events and mm-hmm. would just want to do things to make him look good. And like, and, and he was always the same when the, when the roles were reversed and uh, he gets it. And like, just sure. that's why I'm all three of those guys, Woods, Kofi and, and uh, mate, Biggie, all three. I'm so Amazing happy people. for that. They've been able to turn that into what they have. It's a money, it yeah. couldn't happen to three better guys. So sure. that they deserve every bit of that. And I don't care how ridiculous it gets. It is entertainment. And then, and they all know how to work, and then they are they are great guys, and uh, so happy for them on all that. But someone showed up to this party dressed as uh, a character. I what are we at time was? Uh, we're, 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 over, we're 51 minutes in. We're going to keep going. But uh, That's been the theme, more. They want more, right? They We're all in our costumes, different, like, you know, different workers, and you come walking in dressed as John fucking Cena. So. It's a massive booze. To this day. To this day. (laughs) Which should fucking tell you something. Yeah. To massive booze from your fucking colleagues, right? (laughs) Uh, So, all I had, and I don't know how I got it. I think because, like, Kern gave out some shirts from at FCW, and one of them, like, he gave me, like, three, like, 2x shirts or something right. and one of them like <laughs> they were like cena shirts or something where'd you get the title you had the title though so yeah i had to go it was one of the fake foam ones yes i wasn't allowed to come to the party i was told by Bo and duke unless i went and got a halloween costume and which i just wanted to get just insanely drunk and have a good time i don't think you did but yeah well, we will talk about that so they go i go i don't have a costume they go well fucking go get one and like guys were going as wrestlers like yes. a lot everyone went as wrestlers pretty much right yeah yeah we put a lot of time into this yeah like i put no thought into this and like i just did i i told you my mission as a kid just get candy i don't sure. care i used to wear rollerblades to go faster to door to door did i i did that's another no matter what I, I was a serial killer one year with a fucking gimmick mask and blood and I wore rollerblades with it so I could beat the other kids <laughs> and just fucking like my mindset is always whatever I want go get it yeah, like, yeah. so but I was shut down I couldn't just come to this party and just get drunk for free I had to come as a wrestler so and I didn't know John at the time had I known John at the time I would have fucking you know found <laughs> another way or just not gone to the goddamn fucking party and I so I uh I had this shirt, and I go, I could be John Cena. I got the shirt. I went to Walmart in St. Pete or down the road and wherever it was in Tampa, and I got the champ. He was the champ at the time. Yep, fucking of course he is. Champ. <laughs> and fucking, Why wouldn't he be? Yeah. Got the fucking little gimmick fucking spinner fake title, and uh, they had like an armband kit or something at mm-hmm. Walmart and got the fucking gimmicks. And in the ball cap, a black ball cap, just a plain, because that's what they had. They, they had nothing with that, so... And I remember I showed up and just to a chorus of booze, a lot of booze. And I was like, just, me and Brian were booing the yeah. most out of everybody. And uh, I just wanted to come fucking get drunk. I thought I thought I would go unnoticed and like, oh, you know, Skippy's here or whatever. And <laughs> fuck no. So we everyone is drinking heavily this night. There's alcohol being served yeah, yeah. left and right. Guys are over there playing poker. Guys are out back. Everything. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's chaos going on everywhere, and uh, it was a great time. I am just drinking tons of monsters and the diet monsters and Jack and whatever else yeah, they got. Yeah, We're doing it was, shots. It was flowing. I am convinced to this day somebody gave me mushrooms. 
What? Yeah. I because she eats. Yeah, and I don't know her some sort of other drug. Okay. Because I've I can't I can handle my liquor well, and I've been I've been extremely drunk many times before. What happened the rest of that night is so outside of how I normally am. Okay. I can't explain. It wasn't just alcohol because okay. I've I've been way drunker than that. Before. Sure. So it at one point I somehow have a monster glass of like I don't even know how I'd found like in their cupboard like one of the gimmick fucking yeah, yeah. huge cups. And for my Louisville days of the sixty four ounce cups to drive to OVW. <laughs> and uh I Bo is telling me he's like but they're so nice. Like they the patience of those two, sure. two men were were beyond anything what they, they they probably should have punched me halfway into the night <laughs> multiple times and uh like i think they come on skippy be careful and like i'm like running into the walls and like bo's like come on he's like you're gonna you're gonna make a mess come on skippy he's like be, being like gentle yeah bo dallas on tv with that voice but like come on like trying mm. to just help his friend and like i stumble into his rack of dvds and knock everything over uh <laughs> which was like the first fuck up of the night like <laughs> and he which like you could tell he's mad but takes a deep breath and like deserved to be punched again right there yeah. and luckily it did not touch me Bo, Bo, and, and I tell him to this day, I go, you're going to have pent-up aggression here at one point. Because your DVDs. Yeah, no, no, not the, that was the least of my worries that night. So then we somehow make ourselves our way outside, in which they took their recliner they had inside and put it outside. Okay. Or they had it, like, on the patio, because they didn't want anything to happen to it. Like, right. And... Um, I somebody they I was doing <laughs> dipping at that point and like the dip I'm like sick but before the dip they were like there was a bottle of Jack going around and I go give me that Jack and Bo take he goes no more no more mm-hmm. I go no don't you tell me what to do <laughs> and I grab the fucking Jack and I just chug it and Bo goes oh Skippy like not a good idea it's like Chris Farley shit yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, give me a dip. Like I'm just now I'm just being I'm belligerent. I should have been fucking escorted out of the house about an hour before <laughs> this. Like fucking get the fuck out of here, John. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in which after the dip, I was just so drunk, I just start puking like <laughs> fucking just a madman, like the exorcist outside. I remember this. I puke all over the recliner they put outside <laughs> to cover like from getting messed up inside. I find it outside and destroy their fucking recliner with puke. Just you gotta imagine like drinking all night long. Hey, no, dip, no, no. Like just It's a smelly puke. Yeah. So now they're not happy. But again, Bo and Duke are Sweet just, boys. just, they were raised beyond well. <laughs> Anybody else at that point would have fucking been punching me and just like, <laughs> I would have been on the street bloodied, fucking drunk. Like I was beyond out of control, which I'm telling you, mushrooms were involved at some point of this night. Okay. Before that, I skipped a key point. Bray with his lovely wife, who yeah. is, is we all, everyone just such a good person. Beautiful wife. I this is before they had it. I don't. This is before they had their kids. I remember Dylan Klein had his kid. There's a story with that too. Did I remember they, being at a restaurant and him going like, "Oh shit!" Like that's another you know, story. You know yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I somehow made my way into Bray's bedroom at this point. At what before this? <laughs> okay. Uh, in which I nobody know knew where I went. I, they had their doors shut. Okay. I like walking <laughs> through their house. I go into Bray's bedroom and lie on his bed okay. because I wanted to lie on his bed. Why not? Why not? Yeah. And I remember I turned on the TV and like Bray and I shut their door and I'm watching TV in their bedroom on the bed beyond drunk. And they walk in and I'm giggling, laughing to myself on the bed <laughs> and they Bray and it just starts cracking up laughing. <laughs> and I, I remember there was at some point I confessed my love to his wife. Oh. Um, God, so if you really? think of all the red flags for this night, but like they <laughs> know, but it was so, and I just go, Bray, me and your wife, we're in love. We love each other. Like, you know, the obnoxious, just, you have to laugh at it. You have to. Yeah. And to this day, we, we, every time we, we ever talk about it, we just laugh hysterically. And I don't know. I still, to this day, anytime I've ever been drunk, I've never done anything of this nature but for whatever reason this night something as john cena my fucking mind was very weird ego yeah go figure uh and i 
he like they got me out of there and like he just he was laughing hysterically and it was funny it wasn't like i wasn't doing anything inappropriate as far no, no, as no, no, no. making advances or anything like that but like i was telling him i loved his wife yes why not um, i was happy kicking my feet like a little child in his bedroom so anyways this night the puke thing happens finally guys like they're ready to shut the party down mm-hmm. like it's we've all everyone people are leaving I'm still fucking trying to drink. Like, yeah, of course. At this, I want more. I feed me more right fucking alcohol. Tank. Yeah. So we're outside. Bo is on the phone sitting in his car. Uh, I somehow get a beer out of all this. And he's like trying to have a private conversation, I think, with maybe his girlfriend at the time okay. or, or somebody. And I like open the go, what are you doing, Bo? And, <laughs> and like, he's probably really, he's probably 19 at the time. He's very right? young at yeah, this yeah, time. Yeah. And which I commend his patience to this day, I tell him because I was out of line multiple times this night. Like, <laughs> and, but we'd had enough experiences where they knew I wasn't a bad person. Yeah. So yeah. they, but like most other guys would have probably had enough at this point. Sure. But, but Bo and Duke, no. Fine. So I opened the, what do you do? Who are you talking to Bo? Huh? How tell me who you're talking to? And like talking down to him yeah. like a drunk fucking asshole. We're all right. We're going over for this episode, but it's well worth it. Bo. Uh, so Bo's like, he's like, I'm trying to talk, Skippy. And he like shuts down. You don't shut the door on me. And like just being obnoxious. And there's something happened where I think my beer spilled all over Bo. Oh, and like my God. while he's in his car. And Bo finally got Bo hot. Bo beats the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bo finally gets hot. And like I could barely stand at this point. I'm wobbling and like falling yeah. into things and he stops. He caught, he took another deep breath and he goes, you just need to go home. Skippy, just go home and sleep. And I remember, I don't know to this day. I think Croft took me home. Maybe. I don't, I woke Definitely up, wasn't me. I woke up <laughs> naked on my air mattress with the spinner belt. Uh, to this day, you had an air mattress. Yeah. For when I first, cause I first, that was when we first got down there. I was with you. I lived with you. Dude. I had an air mattress for really? quite a while. Yeah. Okay. Before I ever got a bed. And I remember waking up on the air mattress with naked with the spinner title going, what the fuck happened? Oh my and God. I've never felt worse in my life. <laughs> and I think I, so I got a hold of them and I saw them at practice and I, I like went over to their house and cleaned their couch. Really? Yeah. Because I felt so horrible because they, like they're, they were kind of sitting out there with puke covered all over it. And I went over and like got like, I don't know if they had cleaning stuff or if I brought it, but I remember they had a huge dog and I was terrified of it. The dog was like barking in the windows and like you heard it banging against the door. But, um, we laugh hysterically to this day, but it was, it was a hilarious moment looking back and, but, and I always told Bo, I go, there's subconsciously you're going to get drunk one of these days and want to fight me. Yeah. And I go, and I'm going to be sober and like, I'm going to have to like <laughs> fucking, you know, but it's never happened. He's so that's funny. That's uh, a testament to those guys. Yeah, they, they are great human beings. They're good dudes. I like them a lot. Well, we went them. way over. This is the longest episode we've ever done. We're hour two minutes in. So, uh, thank you guys. I'm Buck never stops on Twitter. Leave a review for this conversation with the big guy podcast. Check out feedmemore.com. You've just listened to a con- the conversation with the big guy. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's the Labor Day sale at Ace. Now through Monday only, buy two gallons of our top paint brands, Valspar, Clark & Kensington, and Royal, and get the third gallon free. And with the Ace Extra Mile promise, if it ever takes more than one trip to complete your paint project, we'll bring you what you need and deliveries free. Don't miss the buy two, get one free paint sale only at Ace. Limit two free gallons of equal or lesser value. Prices may vary. Delivery subject to availability. Visit acehardware.com for more details.